Good morning. Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon. And I'm AWOD. You're listening to the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And Ram Nation, get your first chance to see the new look VCU Rams, the men's and women's basketball team for the 2023-2024 season this Saturday at the Siegel Center for a free event. It's the Black and Gold Scrimmage. Black and Gold game, one of my favorites every single year. Uh, get your first chance to see some of the freshmen this year. I'm very excited to see the guys from the transfer portal. A few of the captains coming from Utah State here, uh, teaming up with Ryan Odom once again. And Ryan Odom was nice enough to come by the studio this morning. Had a cup of coffee with Coach Odom right here on 910 The Fan. He joined me uh, for about 30 minutes. We're going to air it for you guys today at 1230 Live on 910 The Fan, always available on the go on the Odyssey app. And if you miss any of it, you can check out the podcast on iTunes and Spotify by searching AWOD Radio. So Ryan Odom will join us here at 1230. Set your clocks, set your alarms. It's going to be a great conversation getting you guys excited as we preview the entire VCU basketball season with the new head coach. It is a Wednesday on the fan, which means we'll catch up with Bill Roth, play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies, at 1.30 for the Cowan Gates Hokies update. And then Gary Hess will drive down Richmond Highway with the czar and the sports director, Gary Hess, at 2.15. It's unbelievable to me every time I talk to him when I realize he has been calling high school football games here in Richmond for 30 years you know, we talked about all these guys in Richmond, like Kayvon Wallace that's now playing in the NFL, Makai Becton uh, for the Jets. Gary's seen it all. Saw them when they were just uh, teenagers playing high school football here in Richmond. So we love chatting with Gary Wednesdays at 2.15. And, of course, we've got the high school football broadcast game of the week Friday nights live right here on 910 The Fan. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. We start with playoff baseball here on the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. sports app. So like I said, we start with October baseball, and uh, look, I was an Orioles fan. I was an honorary Orioles fan, and it lasted three games as the Rangers knock out the Orioles from the playoffs, 7-1. to one. Uh, Really disappointed about that. I mean, this is a young Orioles team here, so obviously none of them have playoff experience, and it really makes me wonder if the Major League Baseball needs to make a change with the way the playoffs work, the Rangers got to play two games in the wild card. They're now the hottest team in baseball. They knock out the Orioles with st- three straight victories. And how they get it done last night, it was Mitch Garver hitting a double to left field, scoring Josh Jung and Marcus Simeon in the bottom of the second as the Rangers would go on to win 7-1. to one. Here's the call, clip two on ESPN Radio. The 0-1 with the bases loaded here in the bottom of the second. Texas up 1-0. Pull down the line. Fair ball. That's going to bring in everybody. No holding at third. It bounced off the wall short of reaching the outfield. Two RBI double for Mitch Garver. 
and the Rangers early on have gotten to Kramer and lead it 3-0. So we move over to the ALDS, which will begin on Friday with the uh, Twins traveling to face off against the Houston Astros uh, there as uh, Game 3 last night, Astros against the Twins. And Astros had it going. Jose Abreu was unbelievable. Astros went 9-1. to Here's the call on ESPN Radio. As Abreu homers to left, scoring Alvarez and Tucker in the top of the first. The Strohs would go on to defeat the Astros 9-1 to and now take a 2-1 ALDS series lead. Here's the 2-1. Swing and a high deep drive left field. He ripped it. Walner turning. See you later. That gets into the second level. That is a three-run shot by Jose Abreu. We move over to the NHL here on the Sports App. And every day on the Sports App, we will track Alex Ovechkin's hunt for history, tracking the great eight who's chasing the great one to become the greatest goal scorer in NHL history. The Caps uh, first dropped the puck on Friday beginning their season opening night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But the hockey season in the NHL began last night with the Lightning defeating the Predators 5-3. The Blackhawks begin their season with a 4-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins thanks to Connor Bedard's uh, first NHL assist. And then the Vegas Golden Knights celebrated last night and dominated in their game against the Seattle Kraken. Here's the call on KKGK as Chandler Stevenson scores a goal assisted by Brett Howden and Mark Stone in the first period as the Knights would go on to defeat the Kraken 4-1. Hill behind his goal, looks over his shoulder, swings it along for Petrangelo. He gets decked from behind. I'm not sure the referee saw that. Knights are in. Howden, backdoor pass, and they score! Chandler Stevenson, one nothing Golden Knights. We move over to the NBA here on the Sports App. NBA season just a few weeks away from the regular season, but last night be uh, some really good preseason action. Start with the Dallas Mavericks who honored Luka Doncic as it was his return to Madrid, facing off against Real Madrid. He made a name for himself with Madrid before coming to the NBA. So Doncic gets honored in that one, but they limit him to five minutes. He's dealing with a bit of an ankle injury. Uh, Did score nine points as Real Madrid upset the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Now look. They obviously didn't play Kyrie Irving and didn't play many of their stars, but it's never good to lose in preseason to a team outside of the NBA. The Washington Wizards began their preseason uh, against Ty Pans and blew them out, won that game 145-82. to Bilal Koulibaly, the highly touted rookie for the Wizards, 5 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block as Kyle Kuzma told reporters after the game, Bilal Kubali can play great defense. Uh, he just wants to get better and better. He told reporters after the game he's inspired by his teammates, telling him he's playing great defense, and he just wants to play and get better and better and better. Kuzma led the way for the Wizards, though, 3-5 of five from behind the arc with 22 points, 
four rebounds and two assists. Daniel Gafford, who was dealing with a shoulder injury, played 20 minutes, had 15 points and six rebounds. I'm interested to see how the Wizards are going to use longtime NBA veteran and power forward Danilo Gallinari, who came off the bench, scored 15 points, hit three three-pointers. I think there's a chance he ends up in the starting lineup uh, at some point this season for the Wizards uh, because of his ability to stretch the floor with his three-point shot. Everyone excited to see Jordan Poole, and he was 6 of 13 from the field, 18 points to go along with two assists and one rebound. He's going to certainly lead the way for the Wizards, but they have a little bit of competition at point guard with Tyus Jones also in the starting lineup for preseason. He finished with five assists and 11 points in 19 minutes of game action we move over to the nfl here on the sports app and a little bit of uh, injury news to break down here on the nfl colts quarterback anthony richardson with a shoulder injury heads to the ir that means he will be out at least the next four games he sustained an ac joint sprain in sunday's win over the titans uh, he was then replaced by Gardner Minshew, um, who did a good job leading the Colts. And so it'll be Minshew mania in Indianapolis over the next four weeks. The hottest offense in the National Football League, the Miami Dolphins, just had to put one of their key backs on the IR as well. Running back Devon Achan, who has been destroying people in fantasy football with his unbelievable speed and ability to get into the end zone. The standout rookie running back heads to injury reserve due to a knee injury. Uh, So a bulk of the carries now will go to Raheem Moster. They've also got uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. And um, I'm sure they'll do some end arounds and do everything they can to get in the ball into the hands of the best playmaker in the NFL right now, and that is Tyreek Hill. We will go through the NFL on NFL Hits as every Wednesday we officially... Turn the page over to the next week of the NFL season. So today we'll go through all of the games this week, including uh, a decent Thursday night football matchup. We'll rank the games and give you guys my certified game of the week. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Always available around the country, on the go, on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. Just search 910 The Fan to hear AWOD Radio Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. live and local here in Richmond, Virginia. Got Stubb producing the show. How are you doing today, Stubb? Doing pretty good. So you missed uh, craziness here this morning, all right? Running around the building at 9.30 a.m. with all the sales staff is here on Wednesday. So a bunch going on. And we had the VCU basketball coach in studio. A little inside radio here. The most embarrassing part of Ryan Odom coming in studio was after the interview, Michael Phillips was getting ready to do a little conversation with him. And he grabs his microphone... And this entire desk that we have here set up with all the monitors fell over. It crashed onto my finger. All right. I think I'm dealing with a broken fingernail now because of Michael Phillips. And it was so embarrassing. It happens right, right in front of Coach Odom. He's like looking at us like, 
what kind of small market bull crap is this? You know, you don't have things um, screwed into the ground here? It was so embarrassing. Michael Phillips, I know he's embarrassed because he left the studio. Usually we do crosstalk together. He said, nope, I got to go. Call me on the phone. I'm too embarrassed to sit next to you for this segment. So we're doing a little crosstalk on the phone right now with Michael Phillips. What's going on, MP? Humiliated. I beat Rad all, all the way there, right in front of Coach of all the people. <laughs> oh man, it was it was hilarious, dude. <laughs> because oh. here's the thing: this that's why we have the Rock on this thing. We've got the Dwayne Johnson <laughs> sitting on the on the studio here, oh. and uh, Michael, you you were so excited, you just grabbed that microphone and you yanked it. <laughs> you had you had a great interview with Coach Odom. I was fired up. I was ready to do a great interview with Coach Odom, and I just I went for the mic. I grabbed it. I forgot like that table's not bolted into the other table. Two separate tables. Uh, my 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 table math didn't add up. That thing just went boom like straight down. Yeah, no, he's he's used to the you know the BDC. It's a brand new facility. It's got yeah, all the best uh-huh. stuff. He comes to nine ten the fan, and all of a sudden everything's breaking right in front of him. <laughs> He might never come back. Yeah, I know. I know. Coach, please come back during the season. Please, please. Well, we, by then, we Michael Phillips. Him. Yeah, Michael will be a little bit more prof- professional by then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll go to some etiquette training. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make this happen. <laughs> so that'll air in about 15 minutes here. But every Wednesday, we have Michael Phillips on for a little crosstalk. Let's roll the tape. If I could just have your attention. It's crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that one 90s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not Crosstalk, but it sounds like Crosstalk. It's Crosstalk on the fan. Oh, Face Off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is Crosstalk. And on Wednesdays, Michael Phillips and I face off, just like the movie with Nick Cage and John Travolta. And in the biggest NFL challenge everyone is talking about each week on Wednesday, we will look back at the weekend that was the NFL action, and each of us will cancel a team. You're fired. Each week, Michael and I cancel one franchise, and that means turn in your pads and your helmets. Your season is done. A canceled franchise means We believe that you have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. You cannot come back from this. Your season is done. Michael Phillips has canceled the Giants, Cardinals, Bears, and Patriots. You're fired. Michael, any comments on the teams you've canceled? Well, you know, I thought Giants was a risky pick in week one. I I may have overreacted to their loss to the Cowboys, but I... I feel like history has vindicated the selection, Adam. I I totally agree. I have canceled the Panthers, the Bears, the Broncos, and the Cardinals. You're fired. You know, I I feel really good about the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Cardinals. Uh, The Bears, I'm I'm regretting it after they just put up 40 on the Washington Commanders, Michael. Maybe I should have canceled Washington. We'll have to check. I don't believe they're allowed to play Washington every week. So I, I, I think the situation will stabilize. All right. So uh, talk me through what's going on in your mind as you decide who to cancel this week. Yeah, you know, I think we're running out of low-hanging fruit here. So I think this segment's only going to get better every week. I, I think you've grabbed one low-hanging fruit that I haven't. And I, I, want, to, I want to take them this week, uh, not because, you know, that I've come to realize they're not any good. We all knew they would be bad the whole season but because I want to make a comment about Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper. Run for your lives (laughs) if you live in Carolina and you're a fan of the Carolina Panthers. This guy has Dan Snyder Part 2 written all over him. 
He is meddling in everything. He, he's in there calling plays. He's in there telling the coaches what to do. We have 100% of the warning signs. Guy, guy who made his money in private equity feels like he knows everything. Coming on in, telling these football coaches what to do, making personnel decisions. I, I fear for Carolina Panthers fans what they're going to be up against over the next decade and a half. And so I say Carolina Panthers. You're fired. That's a good cancel right there. I started this season by canceling the Carolina Panthers. They just look so bad. And really, you know, I think back in to the NFL draft, and there's been a couple reports that have come out recently that they really wanted C.J. Stroud. They end up with Bryce Young. And my goodness, he looks like a child. Uh, I, I saw, what is it, Bleacher Reports doing all these animated clips uh, every week recapping this season, and they've been using a baby's voice for the Bryce Young character. Uh, that sums it up right there, Michael. <laughs> Imagine if they end up with the number one draft pick and have to send it to Chicago. Just how much hand-wringing there will be. Like, you, you missed it number one, and you traded a number one to get there. Ooh, boy, I don't want to be around for that reckoning. All right, so for my cancellation here, I need to be honest with the audience. I made a mistake. In the preseason, I told you guys that we went through the NFC East. I said the Eagles can't be on an upwards trajectory. They just got all the way to the Super Bowl. The Commanders, they can't be on an upwards trajectory. They're changing quarterbacks again. The Cowboys, I don't like what's going on there with Dak Prescott. I thought they would be on a downwards path. And I said, you look at the NFC East, the only team that's going up is the New York Giants as they got into the postseason and won a game. But here we are five weeks into the season. They're terrible. Uh, They're a franchise that's going nowhere. They're going to play Sunday night football in Buffalo. They're going to get their ass spanked by the Bills. And so I will officially admit I was wrong by picking the Giants, and I am canceling the New York football Giants. You're fired. Got to cancel them, Michael. Well, that's a great pick. I'm excited, though. This segment's about to get really good because I I think we're about to turn the corner towards some tougher decisions as the season goes on. And you nailed it. I I mean, I'm maybe close to teeing up the commanders soon. They're they're certainly on alert heading into this weekend in Atlanta. Yeah, we've both canceled a bunch of 1-4 teams and an 0-5 team, but we're going to start having to cancel teams with multiple victories uh, next week. But uh, you mentioned the Commanders, so I'd I love to ask you this here on a Wednesday. How do you think the Commanders can beat the Falcons? What's it going to take? This defense has to get right. It's The Falcons, look at their last three weeks, 21, 6, and 7 points scored. Desmond Ritter is fine at best. He's not a great quarterback. They have some talent on offense, but this is not an offense that's gone anywhere. The defense has to get right. The defense has to create takeaways, has to give Sam Howell the short field. You've got to keep Kyle Pitts from having one of those, oh, it's a tight end playing against Washington, so he's going to get three touchdowns a day. This is doable. This is a doable assignment, Adam. Absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're talking me into a victory here throughout the week because I was down in the dumps on Friday. I felt the same way about my commanders on Monday. But here we are Wednesday. I'm turning the page. I'm turning the corner and starting to feel like we have a chance to win this game, especially because the Falcons scored just 16.6 points per game uh, last year. It was week five against the Bears when the defense turned it around, played really well on Thursday Night Football. Well, this year came week four against the Bears, and they stunk it up. So maybe the trend continues that week five is their get-right game against the Falcons. Let me ask you this, Michael. What number of points 
should I be upset about if the Falcons score? They score 16.6 points per game. We're not going to hold them to 16 or 17. But if they score like 23, do I have the right to be really upset with Jack Del Rio? I was thinking 24 is the number, yeah. So I think I think we're in the same ballpark here. I, I think 24 points marks the line of unacceptability here outside of like Sam Howell has a career day and they get a garbage time touchdown. I would let that slide. Uh, but I 24, I, I think, is where I'm going to set the bar here. I, I think just based on how I feel about Jack Del Rio at the moment, I'm not inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, and I'm really hoping that this offense – um, can spark something now with 10 days rest. I mean, the offensive line should be able to fully heal up. Hopefully yep. they can protect Sam Howell uh, because it's never fun to see your quarterback leading the league in sacks taken. You know, and Sam Howell gets some rest too. You think that Those were two tough back-to-back games there. Philly where he throws into overtime, you know, and, and, and runs more than 70 offensive plays. And then against the Bears, same thing. Tons of offensive plays, tons of reps, tons of throws. He's going to benefit from this 10-day layoff, too, this rest as well. Um, I, I'm very optimistic about that. Um, I am curious to see, uh, you know, how, how the offensive line comes out looking uh, after the rest. I think this will be a good indication of whether or not these are fixable problems or whether or not we're looking at something that could potentially hold this team back, you know, for longer than just this week. That's Michael Phillips. Uh, follow him on social media, Michael P N R V A, and check out MP on the mic Monday through Friday from 10 to noon. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. I'll try to not break the studio tomorrow, just yeah. for you. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we move on, onwards and upwards. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We sit down with the VCU head basketball coach, Ryan Odom, coming up next. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And we're welcoming in a very special guest right now, kind enough to join us in studio. It is almost time for basketball season. It's VCU head basketball coach Ryan Odom. Yes. What's going on, coach? Uh, not much, man. You know, actually a lot. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're excited to be here with you guys. Thanks for having me out. Hey, of course. It's so great to get you in studio here. And I want to say right away, it's an open door policy. Anytime. You ever want to promote anything, okay. anything you're working on in the community, you just let me know and we'll throw it out there to the listeners. How long do you think it's going to take this new roster that you put together to really be a team, really have great chemistry. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. You mm-hmm. know, I, I like where we are right now. I'll say that. You know, but typically, as as seasons go, uh, you know, if you're playing your best basketball in 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 November, you know, it doesn't necessarily bode well for you. You know, over the long haul. And so, you know, this this team is going to have to grow into it. And uh, you know, we're excited about the the potential of this team. Uh, but we do have a lot of new faces, uh, you know, certainly a lot of guys that, you know, are, are going to have to step into new roles, you know, within our team. Uh, some other guys that have played, you know, a lot of minutes, you know, at, at their respective schools. And so, you know, two guys at Utah State obviously played a ton for us there. And, uh, you know, you use the non-conference to kind of figure out where your where your flaws are and uh, certainly the scrimmages that you have and, and – exhibition games and all of that uh but you know all of it is to prep you for the conference play and uh you know typically you know as you get mid-conference that's when you figure out kind of really all right what do we need to do all right for the rest of the season is your philosophy to you know coaches sometimes say i like to tighten up the rotations by the time we get to conference play or you just let it play out 
Yeah, I mean, every year is different. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of and you have injuries that can you know factor into different different uh, seasons, and so you kind of have to just just play it by ear. You know, as you're going. Um, certainly, you want to have a rotation as early as possible, um, but sometimes that's not in the cards. Is anyone dealing with any injuries right now that we should know about? No, we're all good right this second. You know, everybody is, uh, you know, we've had some minor things, you know, some stitches and (laughs) and things like that. that, Just means we're practicing hard. (laughs) Yeah, very typical, you know, over the course of a season, certainly preseason when you're playing against one another every day. Um, But, you know, uh, it's basketball. So you named three captains. Uh, I love that. Zeb Jackson, uh, Sean Barstow, Max Scholga. What has each of them done to impress you with their leadership? Yeah, I mean, they, they certainly have, have been everyday guys, um, you know, over the course of the preseason so far. Uh, you know, Sean was the captain for us out at Utah State, so he understands, you know, what that means and the responsibilities that go along with it. Uh, you know, it's a big honor to be named a captain. Not everybody, you know, over the course of their career, uh, you know, has that has that fortune. And so we want to make sure that they – it doesn't mean they have to, to, to be – uh, the only leaders on our team. You know, we want everybody to lead in their own way. And, and one of the ways that you lead is lead, leading yourself and making sure that you're, you're holding yourself to the highest standard each and every day that you come in and putting in really quality work, all right, and being focused and intense and urgent when you're there uh, practicing or just working out yourself. And, uh, and certainly, you know, th- those three guys have done that. Zeb, right away, I could tell – you know, when we first got here, that, you know, he had the makings of, of you know, a potential leader for us. Uh, I wanted to make sure we got all the way through the summer and into the fall before I, you know, jumped into that. And, um, and certainly he earned, he earned it. And uh, we're really excited that, that he's going to be one of our captains this year. And then Max, this is the progression for him. You know, he was not a captain last year at Utah State. It was his first time in a starter's role. And in a bigger role, you know, there with us. And now it's part of the natural progression for him. He's naturally not the most outgoing guy or, you know, it's, it's you know, but it is next for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a really good player and we need him to be more than just a really good player for us. We need him to be a great leader. I want to go back to Zeb for a second here and take you back to your introductory press conference. And you mentioned him being a leader and, and really being an everyday guy. And it started from day one. I mean, your introductory press conference, a lot of the guys were in the transfer portal. Zeb was here. He was there early. I remember I interviewed you. Then he stayed late. He was talking with Johnny Williams, some yeah. of the other VCU guys. And so it's just so cool to see that, man, he's really bought into everything that you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, we're really pleased and we're really impressed with what he's done, you know, since April, you know, since we first got here. And he's not the only one, you know, the other guys that decided to stay, you know, we love them dearly and we appreciate, you know, their willingness to give us a chance, our coaching staff a chance uh, to coach them. And, uh, you know, they're Rams at heart, you know, they're really proud of what they were able to accomplish last season, winning a regular season and a conference tournament and making it to the NCAA tournament. And they want more. You know, they want more for not only their team, uh, but for our fans. Yeah, and this is such a unique situation here where you're talking about uh, the season that is one of the most anticipated seasons in 10 years probably because of the fact that we're champions coming off of the A-10 title, making it to the NCAA tournament. 
but you got a whole new starting five yeah. and a new regime here taking over. So how are you dealing with the fan base here having so much anticipation and yet so many questions at the same time? Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel really good about, you know, our fans. Our fans are really passionate about VCU basketball. The city is 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 passionate about VCU basketball. And so we want to do our best for them. And so one of our jobs at VCU within our program is to make sure that we continue to cultivate and grow the connection with our city uh, while representing, you know, our city in, in, in the proper fashion and doing things with integrity, you know, working hard, being nice to people, uh, being approachable, you know, all the things that you want, you know, your players to be. And certainly we have a really good group of guys. I'm excited, you know, to kind of put them out there and, uh, and I'm excited for them to be able to interact. You know, the first opportunity is this weekend, you know, at the black and gold game. Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a great atmosphere in there. I know a ton of fans are excited about coming autographs, uh, you know, will be in play there. For the men's and the women's team, I know Coach Obi is excited about her team as well, and so we encourage all all fans of VCU basketball to come out. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, the home for VCU basketball. And like Coach just mentioned there, the first chance to see the men and the women's team for the 2023-24 season is this Saturday at the Black and Gold scrimmage. What are you hoping to accomplish out of the Black and Gold game? Yeah, we'll keep them on the same teams, uh, so they're not going to actually be switching teams every quarter or anything like that. They'll, they'll be on the same teams and uh, and stay with that team throughout for the duration of that, you know, of the Black and Gold scrimmage. Which How did be, you pick the teams? I haven't picked them yet. Okay. So we'll, we'll pick them, you know, over the next day or two. Can you give me a little insight on to what's going on? I mean, is it going no, I mean, to be looking at matchups or anything? Yeah, I mean, we try to make sure, I mean, you know, we only have so many players, right? Mm-hmm. And so we don't have a full roster as, as, as is typical. And so you want to make sure that you have, you make them, you know, as even as possible, you know, potentially. So, but while at the same time, you have lineups out there that you'll see over the course of the season. One person that we haven't talked about much is Michael Bell. What are your expectations for Michael Bell? Yeah, I mean, just to, to be part of the team, you know, to, to do his best every single day. You know, it's hard being a freshman. And, you know, when, when you're, especially when you're dropped into a situation where you have a ton of veterans. And, uh, and I think we do have that. Um, you know, we have guys that have played a lot of, a lot of college basketball, um, certainly some at other schools. And then we have some returners. You know, we have some returners that are trying to elevate their roles, right, within VCU. And so he's done, he's done really well. He was not afforded the, the opportunity to be able to practice with us all summer. Right. And so his first opportunity was he kind of just got dropped in in Greece. And, <laughs> and, uh, and he ended up doing an awesome job there. And, you know, he returned home here with us, and he's practiced really well. You can see the potential. Uh, that he has and his willingness to be be coached, uh, but there's also growing pains, you know, that go along with being a freshman. You know, there's he's got a whole new group of teammates and coaches. He's learning a new system. It's a lot, you know. Plus, you have the academic side of things, which he's done really well with, you know, to start out. And so he's managing being a freshman, you know, extremely well. And so, you know, I think as you. You know, as you watch, you know, young guys and their development, you know, he's clearly a guy that's going to be a big-time player here at VCU. And as over the course of the season, I think you're going to see him just continue to elevate his game.
You're listening to AWOD Radio on the home for VCU basketball, 910 The Fan. I'm head coach Ryan Odom. Go Rams. This is the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. This is Ryan Odom, VCU basketball coach. It's basketball season. Keep it locked to 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM for all the best VCU basketball coverage in town. Hanging out with VCU basketball coach Ryan Odom. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Something just popped into my mind that I'm interested to know. Do you watch any game tape from last year's VCU squad? Because you do have a few of the overlap players there. Yeah, I typically don't. Okay. You know, We've done this several times now because I want to make sure that you know, I'm judging them based on what I see in front of me as opposed to, you know, because you, you just don't have all the information, mm-hmm. right? I'm not in the practices. I'm not in the individual workouts. Everybody settles into a role, you know, as the season progresses. And so I want to see kind of what they can do. And, yeah. and I think that's what we've tried to do. doesn't mean we're not watching other teams, you know, and, and kind of how they play. Uh, but, you know, in terms of watching our team, uh, not as much. What newcomer to VCU do you think has made the most strides since pa- practice started? Um, you're talking about like new, like outside of the returning VCU players. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I've coached Sean and Max, you know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Sean, you know, from last season to this season has really made a big jump. You know, in my opinion, uh, Rose certainly has gotten better from the beginning of practice um, to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's starting to learn, you know, where to be and, and how to interact with other guys and, and play. They're, they're getting some chemistry there. Um, you know, all of the guys, you know, quite honestly, have really, you know, improved, you know, since April. That's what you would hope for, right? But I would say all in all, Sean probably is the most improved right now. So when you look at the schedule, you do have kind of an early season tournament there in Orlando. What kind of opportunity is that for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's a huge opportunity for every team that's in that tournament because you're going to be facing, you know, a quality opponent, a well-coached team, a team that aspires to be in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, and so you've got, you've got a huge opportunity there on a neutral floor, you know, to, to kind of, you know, uh, you know, put some feathers in your cap. And uh, it's going to be easier said than done. We start out with a really tough opponent in Iowa State who, you know, Coach Oldsenberger's done a great job there in a short time, you know, of turning that program back in the positive direction. And uh, they're one of the top, you know, you know, 20-some teams in the country, you know, at this point, 30 teams, whatever you want to – whatever you want to call it. And uh, I know what their expectations are. Their expectations are to make it to the NCAA tournament. And then that next game – we know Boise State really well uh, from being in the same conference. They're a big-time program, really well coached. And then, obviously, Virginia Tech right here in our home state, yep. we, know, we know what they, uh, the challenge that they would provide for us. I'm, I'm wondering, Coach, you know, you, you've been here for a little bit now. You're starting to get comfortable. You're wearing this really nice-looking VCU hoodie here. Do you feel good wearing black and gold? Though? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I love black and gold. Yeah. You know, and, and certainly – uh, you know, it's great to see it all over our city as well. Yeah. And, you know, I live in the fan now, so I walk around and see people and, uh, I'm always seeing, you know, VCU folks around and, and, uh, that's a really healthy thing. And I read an article about you when you first came here about embracing VCU heritage and the Richmond roots. Yeah. You know, why is that so important to you? Yeah, because it's the tradition of the program, right? And, uh, it's not all about, you know, um, this current team, right? You know, it's about the totality of the program. And 
you know, we want to make sure that we understand the history uh, of the program. We reconnect uh, with former players and former coaches and make sure that they understand that this is their program. They don't ever have to ask to come home. Uh, and then, you know, also we want to make sure that we're doing our best to plant seeds for future teams, you know, and future coaches uh, that we'll never meet, right? And I think that's what when you know you have a true program. I mean, this program is something to be respected, you know, 11th in winning percentage, you know, all-time uh, in the history of college basketball. Obviously, we know the recent history since, you know, the 2000s. And, uh, and certainly we want to be a part of that, you know, rich tradition. And we feel like we are right now. And now it's, it's this team's time, you know, to, to make the most of, of being a VCU player. We've got the black and gold game coming up this Saturday. Fan base's first chance to see the men and women's squad for the 2023-24 season. Coach Ryan Odom with me here, VCU men's basketball coach. What are you most excited for this Saturday? Yeah, I'm excited to see the guys in front of fans. All right, see how they respond, you know, out there. Obviously, it's not going to be a full game uh, that we would typically play. You know, it's not. There'll be some timeouts. There'll be, you know, some, uh, you know, some growing pains. I'm sure, you know, that you'll see when you get under the lights. But it's a great opportunity, you know, for us to be in the Siegel Center with our fans. That's what I'm most excited about, and I'm confident our guys will play well. I was joking yesterday on the show that the fan base is going to be blown away because there's so many new faces and new names and all that stuff. And I said they might recognize more guys on the sidelines with Bradford Burgess and Diaz <laughs> yeah, and right. Coach Roost than yeah. guys on the actual roster here. You know, when you think about the fan base and think about your team, who's flashy, who do you think will become the fan favorite this season? I don't know. I always heard Nick Kern was last year. Is, oh, that, yeah. is that accurate? I think so. He's got yeah. a great personality. That yep. kid. Well, and he was catching alley-oops. He was yeah. a great defender. They yeah. loved him. Yeah, Yeah. no question. I mean, I think, you know, when you watch Toby jump, you know, it's hard not to <laughs> love love him, you know, the way he, he plays the game. And, and But we have so many guys, you know, that do do things in a really positive way. We got guys that can shoot the basketball. We got athletic guys that can get to the rim. We've got some guys that can defend and 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 really impact the defense, the offense with their defense. And so I think you're going to see some fun fun basketball this year. You mentioned Toby Lawall. I, I saw a picture, a video of him. What is his vertical? I mean, forty nine point five. Are crazy. you freaking kidding me? Unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> Have you ever had a weapon never, like that? No, heck no. I mean, he's a, he's literally. We say this all the time. He is uh, the most athletic guy we've ever coached, and certainly for me. And, you know, he's one of the top, you know, five workers, you know, I've ever coached. I mean, he is in that gym all the time. And then he's a great student. And so when you combine all of those things, right, mm -hmm. you, know, you have somebody that, that understands how to work, who's naturally athletic and who's smart and diligent and cares about his, his degree, his, you know, a a education and an academic success, you have a really positive player and somebody that, you know, has a chance to really continue to grow as a player. And he yeah. already has. Like, he's grown a ton, you know, since we got here. I talked about Sean. Toby's grown a ton since we got here as well. And, you know, when you're trying to strategize and come up with plays and you have a guy that can jump that high, I mean yeah. – What's going on in your mind when you're thinking about, man, we have so many opportunities for alley-oops to get him out in transition, all these things? Yeah, there's no question about it. And I think the biggest thing is make you're not going to dunk it every time down the court, right? And so, you know, teams understand how to play against 
you know, certain players and what their strengths are. And so usually they try to take those away, but it doesn't mean, you know, you don't test them. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to make them guard at first. And then you begin to, to have, you know, counters and things like that to be able to, to uh, account for the defense. This is the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back.